Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Latola, and I'd like to welcome you to this clinical presentation on the rapid anesthesia technique. This is a technique that uh, I stumbled onto years ago because of my frustration giving lower blocks. And if you look at the literature, you'll see that I'm not the only one frustrated with lower blocks because the incidence of a missed lower block on the first attempt is about 15 to 20 percent if you look through the literature. And I just got tired of having to re-inject patients and I got tired of getting patients halfway numb but then as we were prepping the tooth, they would still feel it in one spot. So we could prep the entire tooth, but every time we went around the distal buckle, the patient would jump. And when that would happen, and I would give them another carpule as a block, and that still wouldn't help, I would finally go to the LigmaJet, and I'd give a PDL injection at that spot, at the distal lingual spot, and then the patient would be numb. And I'd hand the LigmaJet to my assistant, and I'd say, good old LigmaJet, it always works. And, she'd, and she said one day, if that always works, then why don't we do that right off the bat? And uh, I had to think and I said, because, uh, because I'm the doctor and you're the assistant and I make the rules and you're right, as it turns out. And so as I thought about it more, I thought, why don't we do that? And right about that time, I saw somebody uh, who was showing a technique on Dentaltown, which was doing single tooth anesthesia with a LigmaJet. The only thing I didn't like about that technique was the fact that I could never tell if I was getting a good PDL injection or not. And so I was doing this technique by hand and I liked the results. I didn't like the uncertainty of knowing whether or not I was there. You really never really knew if the patient was anesthetized until you started prepping the tooth. But at least I hadn't given him a couple blocks where I had missed and started prepping it and then had to go back in. So a few years back when I stumbled onto Milestone Scientific's STA device, the single tooth anesthesia device, which is basically made exactly for this purpose. It's made to anesthetize uh, single teeth and so the first thing I started to do was anesthetize lower molars with it so I wouldn't have to give lower blocks anymore and there is a small learning curve like there is with any technique in dentistry but once I began to master this technique I love the fact that I didn't have to give lower blocks anymore the patients loved it even more you know for all the things we talk about in dental practice that patients really love this is one that they do really love not having to open wide for a lower block not having to have a 27 gauge extra long needle go through two muscles to get back to the injection site. It's really a nice way to do it as you'll see. We just go to one or two spots on the tooth. It's basically a closed mouth injection. They really don't have to open wide. And it's one where you can really sneak in there uh, and give this injection. And with the combination of the super strong topical that you're gonna see here, and the ability to give this PDL injection to get profound pulpal anesthesia on these molars, it's a win-win for the doctor and the patient alike. So let's go ahead and take a little closer look at the STA device itself. This is the STA device from Milestone Scientific. This is kind of the, uh, the follow-up to the wand. And the wand was their uh, first product. And I never really used that. In fact, I kind of used to make fun of it because it was just, uh, uh, basically it was a, a system like this that was able to give uh, injections electronically, but it didn't have uh, the dynamic pressure sensing that uh, the STA device has, which allows you to see whether or not you're in the PDL space. So when you use the single anesthesia setting, the STA setting right here, as you'll see in the video, as the pressure increases, letting you know that you're in the PDL, you get audio tones and you get visual tones as these lights uh, begin to light up. And that lets you know that you're in the right position and that you're giving a PDL ejection that, that will result in profound pulpal anesthesia. You can see we've got a full uh, carpal healer as well. We have a couple other speeds for infiltrations on the upper if you need to give an infiltration, a normal and a turbo, and there's two speeds within each of those. 
In fact, you can actually, if you're going to use this for a lower block, I still do give lower blocks. I love the single tooth anesthesia for single molars, but if I'm working on two molars or a whole lower quadrant, I'm still going to give a lower block because it, it makes sense to me not to go to each individual tooth and do this STA technique. The great thing about the STA technique is as soon as you set the syringe down, you can start prepping the tooth. You don't have to wait 10 minutes for the anesthetic to soak in. But when we've got a quadrant, you know, and you're going to go do that to each of these different teeth, spend 60 to 90 seconds anesthetizing them, and then you only get 45 minutes of pulpal anesthesia, that's not quite enough, so I'm still going to use a block. I love giving blocks with the STA. And the reason is, you'll notice where the anesthetic carpule is actually located. So in the patient's mouth, when we give the block and we actually penetrate with the needle, I can spend a whole carpial getting back to where I need to go to tip, tap around on the inside of the mandible looking for the mandibular nerve. And then once we use up that carpial, we can take this out here. The needle stays in the mouth. My assistant will load another carpial in, put it back into the device, and I can give a second carpial now with the tip of the needle all the way back where it needs to be. In fact, I can give a third carpial and come out and get the lingual nerve and the long buckle on the way out as well. So the ability to give multiple anesthetic carpials without taking the needle out and having to penetrate the mucosa three different times is huge for me because I'm all about comfort when it comes to the patient. So it's one needle stick and then I can give three carpials without ever taking it out of the patient's mouth. And that's a big deal. For me, that actually makes blocks uh, much more pleasurable to give on the occasions where I have to give the block. So uh, there's a couple different speeds that you'll see here for infiltrations. I now use it on all single teeth, whether I'm working in the mandible or the maxilla, and I use it for the blocks as well. You can see it automatically aspirates when you let off the foot pedal if you have uh, that setting turned on as well. And so it's, it's really gone from something that's taken my single tooth anesthesia from the old days of using a, a hand ligmaject and guessing if I was in the PDL space to scientifically knowing that I'm in the PDL space and being able to do predictable single tooth anesthesia. And in those cases where I do have to give a block, it allows me to give them in a very patient friendly way. And I can tell you this, uh, now that I give three carpules, four lower blocks, one to get back where I'm going, a full second one at the, at the target zone, and then a third one at the target zone and then getting the lingual and the long buckle on the way out. I do not miss many lower blocks anymore doing that, but the patient still has to be completely numb on their cheeks and their tongue and they're gonna be numb for hours. So the patient still prefers that we do the single, single tooth anesthesia whenever we can, but I do love giving blocks with this device as well. Let's go ahead and take a closer look at the STA being used in the rapid anesthesia technique clinically. You can see here I'm putting some PFG gel uh, on the lingual, into the lingual sulcus of this lower molar that we're getting ready to prepare. And um, this PFG gel is extremely strong. In fact, it's the most profound local anesthesia that I've ever found. And we use the PFG gel at full strength when we're using it in a sulcus like this. If we're using it in a vestibule, you know, before an infiltration, we'll use the PFG light, the half-strength version of this. And so once we do that, I slowly place the tip of the needle into the sulcus, give a few drops, and then I slowly advance the tip of the needle into the attachment and down to the bone. And when you're in a spot where you've got healthy tissue, you can see the lights and you can hear the audio tones as the signals progress up, letting you know that you're encountering more pressure at the tip of the needle. When the lights get all the way to the right and have filled up the entire bar, you get an audio response telling you PDL PDL, and it actually tells you that you're in the PDL. If you don't get in that spot, you can take the needle out and move to another position. 
on the sulcus. In fact, many times on these molars, I will do the distolingual first and then move to the mesiolingual because typically once I get the PDL alert, I'm only going to put about half a carpule, maybe a quarter to half a carpule in that area and then move on uh, to another area like the mesiolingual here. And usually by the time you finish the mesiolingual, you've got that whole papilla numb interproximally. And so I'll just come over a lot of times on the buckle if I have a few drops left and do a little infiltration over there uh, if I feel the need to go uh, under the tissue on the buckle. I'm just doing it here as demonstration. You can see where the margin is on that gold crown with the recurrent decay that we're replacing. And we're not going to have to go subgingival on the buckle. And the great thing is, as soon as we uh, finish uh, giving the anesthesia, we have profound anesthesia. We can set down the syringe and pick up the handpiece. And as you can see here, we're working on a first bicuspid, and we're going to be doing a restorative procedure on this crown, and it's the same thing. So I'm going to give single-tooth anesthesia on this upper bicuspid, and by doing this, I'm going to make sure that we don't numb the lip, and it's not a painful injection. So we've got the PFG gel on. Again, it's going to be on for about 45 seconds into the sulcus with the alternate syringe. We rinse it out, and then we take the 30-gauge extra short needle and slip it into the sulcus. Before we penetrate the attachment, we're going to give a couple of drops of anesthetic. I honestly don't know if that does anything, but it makes me feel better, so I guess it does that. Uh, but I also feel like if you've got a technique and it's working, why switch from it? Once we give a couple drops in the frication, I mean in the uh, attachment, we're going to slide through to the tip of the needle hits the bone. Doesn't take a lot of pressure when you get down to that area. And now we're inserting the tip of the needle at the mesiofacial line angle. And again, just giving a, a few drops here. This is less important to hit these different areas, but the point is uh, on a single rooted tooth like this, or even a, a first bicuspid that might have two roots, if you go into one area and you don't get the PDL signal, you may have a localized periodontal condition there that's not allowing you to achieve a successful uh, PDL injection. And so you don't just set it down and say, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to give a block here. You look for or the area because it only takes one area for you to be successful in order to get that tooth profoundly uh, numb and so it may not be in an area where you've got an ab fraction lesion or maybe some gingival recession where you're going to be able to do that you might have to scooch forward uh, to a mesial area as we did here and be able to do it and then never count out uh, the lingual as well you know it's not a true palatal injection when you do the sta injection on the lingual, because of the fact that we're not penetrating that fibrous palatal tissue, we're still just going into the sulcus, albeit on the lingual rather than the facial. But as far as pain perception from the patient, I haven't noticed any difference whether on the, we're on the lingual or the facial of the tooth. So uh, don't become discouraged if it doesn't work in the first spot that you go to. There, there may be some anatomical underlying reason why you can't see Maybe there's uh, some anomaly on the tooth where the bevel's not in close contact with it. It's not a reason to get discouraged. If I don't see the lights climbing and I don't hear the audio tones going up when I'm in an area, I'll simply remove uh, the tip of the needle from the sulcus and I'll ask my assistant, uh, Jen, can I have a little suction here? Because it's almost always under a little bit of pressure. And so when you take it out, you do get a squirt of anesthesia. So if the suction's next to it, the patient won't uh, taste any of it. And then I move the tip of the needle to another area and and just prospect again you know take that down through the attachment down to the bone and start to give anesthesia and see if we're going to hear the the pdl tone to say in one spot 
if you're not getting the climbing, escalating tones and the lights going up on the STA unit, it's kind of silly because there's nothing magically that's going to happen to make that a good area. And so you need to take that out and do it. And, and some dentists say, well, isn't that a little frustrating? And no, it's not because at least I can see what I'm doing. When I would give a lower block and I'd be in the wrong spot, I had no indication that I was in the wrong spot. And I could try to go higher, quote unquote, with the needle next time, but I still wasn't exactly sure where I was going. I like when I have to move around being able to see exactly where I'm placing the tip of the needle in the sulcus. So even when it doesn't work on the first and in some cases the second attempt, I feel like I'm really in control because I can see what I'm doing as I go to another area and try that out. And so this tooth is now numb and you can see we're using our round burr as the first step of the reverse preparation technique. And here we are on an anterior tooth. This is tooth number nine, again, using the PFG gel, placing it into the sulcus uh, with an ultradent uh, syringe and tip. And we leave that on for about 45 seconds and we're gonna rinse this off. And so when we're working on a single anterior tooth like this, how much more comfortable is it to give one of these pain-free PDL injections than it is to do an infiltration where we go under the lip in the anterior, right under the patient's nose, uh, patients definitely feel these infiltrations. It's probably the most painful infiltration that we give. You always know that as the patient starts to get numb, it irritates their nose and their sinus starts to drain and they become convinced that the anesthetic is spilling back into their throat, even though that's anatomically impossible when we're giving a, uh, a maxillary infiltration and they feel like it's going down their throat. And I, it, it's, it's hard to convince them that it's not because they feel some sort of fluid, salty fluid going down their throat, but it's probably from their sinuses. So as we go in here, we pick that one spot and you can see the blanching where I got the PDL alert and we put about a quarter carpal in there. And then we'll just move over a little bit. You can see on the mesial and by doing this, we're going to get some bleed through to the lingual for that tissue. And we use septicane. As you see, um, every time uh, we do one of these PDL infiltrations with one to 200,000 epinephrine, uh, because of the fact that uh, it does have half the epinephrine that we're used to using, and it's really absorbed so well that we're able to uh, uh, usually not have to give any kind of injection um, uh, on the palatal to be able to pack cord over on that side as well. So we've got profound pulpal anesthesia. And as you can see here, we're starting the first step of the uh, reverse preparation technique by breaking the contacts. On behalf of all of us here at the laboratory, thanks for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry.